0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family.
1: And then the very forward one showed up at um, the double, but I kind of thought like, if not now, when? <laughs> I went for it, and then I went. I kind of, I was lucky. A good distance showed up right away to the, into the last line. And I kind of like kept on moving, and there was a lot of noise in the crowd. And I saw my distance at the last, and I thought this was a lot more forward than I thought mine was supposed to be. <laughs> but, um, I thought if I started pulling, that was definitely not the right thing to do. And I'm uh, afraid of, like sprouted wings, and uh, it was a good ending. But I can't. I wish I could tell you it was like, a perfectly executed.
0: Plan. <laughs> uh,
1: it was more hands off to my horse.
2: Welcome to the Practical Horseman podcast featuring conversations with respected riders, industry leaders, and horse care experts. The show is co-hosted by Practical Horseman editors, and our goal is to inform, educate, and inspire. I'm Sandy Olenek, and we're excited to bring you a special edition of this week's podcast. As I was listening to audio from the 2023 Washington International Horse Show, I was reminded of how fun the press conference with the top three placers of the 450,000 Longines FEI Jumping World Cup Final CSI five-star was. This class is one of eight qualifiers for the World Cup Finals North American League, which narrows down the riders who will compete in the 2024 Jumping World Cup Final in April in Saudi Arabia. So, we thought it would be neat to let you listen in on it. The competition was held October 23rd through 29th at Prince George's Equestrian Center in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. In the press conference, you'll hear from U.S. rider Katie Dynan, who charged through the jump-off with Brago R&B to win their first five-star class. Katie talks about how Brago had wings over the last fence in the jump-off. If you go to Practical Horseman's Instagram page, we have a reel of them flying over that oxer. And honestly, it still gives me chills watching it. Continuing on, in this podcast, you'll also hear insights from Germany's Rennie Dittmer, who plays second with Corsica X. Rennie was on fire during the week. He and Corsica won the 78,000 FEI welcome stake on Thursday night. Also on Thursday night, Rennie and Burlington Riverland won the $40,000 accumulator costume class. And on Friday night, that pair placed fifth in the $78,000 speed final. So a very good week for Rennie. Finally, the third rider you'll hear in the press conference is third place finisher, Devin Ryan, who chats about his longtime partner, the amazing Eddie Blue. Another person you'll hear mentioned in the press conference is the course designer, Bernardo Cabral. Before getting into the conversation, I'd like to share a word from our sponsor, Cosequin. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers molasses and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit cosequinequine.com. And now, we'll jump into the press conference, which starts with sports commentator and journalist, Adam Cromarty asking Katie about Brego.
0: Congratulations, Katie, and uh, tell us about that horse because I know it's one you absolutely love. It's
1: hard not to love Brego. Uh, he's a super, super horse. I am so lucky to have him. Uh, we've been together uh, for a little bit over five years about five years, and um, have done a few indoor series together. This is our first five-star Grand together, and he's 17, and uh, he really, really deserves it. So, um, I'm thrilled for him, and so do you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, yeah, he. Um, I think the jump off he showed all of his amazing qualities. He's got huge scope and quality, and bravery and intelligence, and he tries hard. He's smart. Uh, you can't really ask for more from a horse as a rider. And I, I think he knew he won. So that
0: made me really <laughs> happy. And let's talk about that jump-off, because you started a little bit steadier. In the second half, you just kind of came to life. And I don't know what you were doing down that last line, but it worked. I mean, you flew.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the more I talk about it, the less impressed you will be. But um, <laughs> okay, I um, oh, I had gone over the um, jump-off with my coach, be Manley, um, who was also in the class. and. Watch Renee go. who um, hats off. His husband has had an amazing week and was so fast so the jump off. And he said, okay, look, you can't really waste any time if you you know want to win. You have to kind of do everything. He said, but um, you know like don't get stressed. One, two, three, and then really try to take the first one you see at the blue on the angle and keep moving. Don't worry about what shows up. As soon as you start to think about setting up, you're going to be too slow. So keep moving to the double and keep moving to the into the last line. And then the very forward one showed up um, at the double, but I kind of thought like, if not now, when? (laughs) I went for it, and then uh, went kind of. I was lucky. A good distance showed up right away to the into the last line, and I kind of like kept on moving. And there was a lot of noise in the crowd, and I saw my distance to the last, and I thought this is a lot more forward than I thought it was supposed to be. (laughs) I thought if I started pulling, that was definitely not the right thing to do, and. Very good, like sprouted wings, and um, it was a good ending. But I can't, I wish I could tell you it was like a perfectly executed uh, (laughs) plan. It was more hands off to my horse, and just uh, I was getting excited and um, was very happy when I crossed the finish line.
0: Well, it all worked out tonight. You've been working on those kind of jump off turns and going fast in jump offs. Uh, can you just tell us about that process and how it paid off from there?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I realized that goes a really fast horse, and if I wasn't going fast on the jump off, it was because of mate. Um, so I had to work on that and really, like, find a way, even if he's not maybe your classic, like, small cat like, you know, horse that can just, like, run around, like, be smarter and better as a rider and let all of his best qualities shine. And I, um, you know, really tried to push myself and also, you know, um, push myself to try to like, win these classes and take the risk that maybe you know something happens. I have one down or I make a mistake trying to go fast, and not do- going for the more conservative. Like you know, definitely go for it clear and get a really nice placing, but you know um, have higher expectations and know that my horse can do it, and that um, I'm not always just waiting for a big class to try to win the jump off, but like working just to, uh, on my own speed as a rider when I can. Obviously, when it pay off like this. um, That's um, I'm ecstatic. I'm I'm so
0: I'm so happy. Well, perfect. Congratulations again. These guys might have questions, but we'll just head down to Rennie for a second, and then we'll open up to the floor. And Rennie, you've had a real consistent week. First of all, just tell us about you know how the week started for you, and about the horseshoe you had in there tonight.
3: Um, The other week actually started very well with (laughs) two wins on on Thursday. Um, So yeah. uh, actually could have not started better, and um, yeah, it kept going like that. Yesterday, fifth place, and today that it was clear again was unbelievable, and to come in second, like, yeah, I I can't be more proud of my horse and uh, yeah, it's an unbelievable weekend for me. And thinking about that
0: jump-off course, if you could go back in again, do you think you could catch
3: Katie? Um, to be honest, when I uh, watched Elise, um, she, was, she was first to go on the jump-off, and first seven were a little bit short to the last, and I was thinking, ah, should I do the six or should I not? And I caught everything before quite well, and then I, I took the safer option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still happy with my second place today, and uh, super well done, Katie. And it uh, was an amazing jump off, and yeah, all good.
0: And it's your first season competing in North America, first time at Washington. What's your, what's your thoughts of the event?
3: Um, I mean, obviously, I, I really like you know <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be working out um after this week now but it's uh, it's great to come come in here because uh such a great atmosphere when you come in here like the spectators they they really cheer on you and uh yeah it's a super good feeling to come into this indoor yeah I, I really love it perfect well again
0: we'll open up to the floor in a sec but finally Devin, let's talk to you and about that amazing horse eddie blue it's one that you know inside out and um, tell us how uh, eddie was feeling in there tonight
4: Aye. He came out. He was jumping great uh, tonight. He felt super. I mean, he's 15 years old. Or, sorry, no, 14 years old. that run on there. <laughs> he's 14 years old and he's coming out and feeling great. He felt, you know, he jumped the second round. Even felt a little looser. And even better. So it's just, it's, you know, very grateful. That's Such a great animal. It's still going strong. I'm since He's four years old. So uh, I'm gonna hopefully it's keeps on going. We're gonna go next week to Kentucky and he has a few more years in him under his belt at this level. <laughs> we've not talked about the first round at all
0: with anyone yet. So what did you think of the first round? What were the kind of big technical questions out there that Bernie said?
4: Um, you know, I, we've jumped, you know, bigger indoors, you know, sometimes for these World Cup qualifiers, but I thought he did the right thing with letting the time out for us. <laughs> i right. sure he did. <laughs> 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 that helped me out in my first round. Um, you know, I like I like Bernardo said I think he gave us nice room to ride this is you know this indoor there's not really any corners to it everything's rounded off so it really pushes you in and makes the jumps come up a little quick yeah. so with you know that being said you know every indoor is a little different where you go like next week in Kentucky that indoor is much you know so much larger even though the corners are rounded it's a different feel. Um, I think uh, with this indoor here that's what really gives it the technicality is the shape and the size of the arena. Well, great. Thank you very much. We'll open up to
0: the floor if anyone's got any questions.
1: Amanda? Yeah, I have a question for Devin. Um, You said you've had the horse since uh, he was four. And obviously, everyone knows what an amazing partner for you he's been and all the things that you guys have gotten to do together. Um, Can you maybe talk a little bit about your connection with him outside of the ring
4: and what your relationship with him is like? That context? Honestly, I have to say he's not much of a people person. <laughs> he doesn't like other horses, he doesn't like he's, you know he's a bit of a, a grouch in the barn, but he loves carrots, so you become his best friend as soon as you walk in the stall with a carrot with him. So every time you go in the stall, tower tell everybody, just bring a carrot, it's way easier. He, he likes you, you go to put his blanket on, bring him a carrot, he won't nip at you. He's quite a character, but I know his father, if you speak the year freely, and his father, Zoroko Blue, was very much that way, so I think it's a little bit against the character of reading. But he's been that way since he was four years old. He, you know, he has quite an attitude. I would always tell him when he was younger, I said, "If you were not as good as you were, we find you a new home." <laughs> <laughs> we always had this, you know, funny uh, sort of like, uh, you know, this, you know, little rough and tough boy uh, relationship. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Um,
1: can, I'm sorry to hog the mic, but can I ask you a question, Katie? Are you uh, chasing World Cup points this season? Um, well, definitely off to a good start. I The World Cup is a long way away. Um, so a lot of things have to go right. But it's always an honor and you know, to be able to go the World Cup final. So um, I would say well, I'll see how the rest of the season goes and how my rest is feeling. Like. Thank you. Anybody else? Katie. Uh, Katie, you've obviously been to the World Cup Finals several times now. What have you learned from those experiences and as you kind of manage Brago at this point in his career, um, how do you do that while, while keeping him you know so fresh, jumping so well? Uh, so I think you know the um, I've had the opportunity to go to the World Cup Finals a few times and I went in Leipzig with Brago. Um, I think that The experience we can get at our indoors, uh, especially since we don't have so many in the US, is incredibly valuable. So um, this week at Washington and Kentucky and Toronto, I plan us to do those three shows. um, I think are definitely the best preparation, at least on the East Coast, that we have um, for an event like the World Cup, going into a small indoor uh, with everything very very close together. One of the challenges um, for American riders is usually coming out of the big fields, big rings in Florida, and then going into the indoor. So um, I think it's really good to get as you know much experience as you can and um, good rounds in arenas like this. Um, I would say uh, for managing Braco, um, I try to uh, not show him too much and make the most of it when I do. And uh, he um, hasn't really—he he has only jumped away a handful of concrete. This summer and now the fall. Um, So the last uh, bumping we jumped was at the Hamptons, and for me sometimes as a rider, it's a lot of I have to stay cool and patient and just like let it come and not you know stress out like I'm I'm, you know not being in the ring as much. But I have to also say that um, my mayor, Atika, who I jumped yesterday, and she was third. In the uh, speed final, that also gave me a lot of confidence um, because I haven't myself I haven't been showing that much the last few weeks. So um, to get the confidence in the other horses too before coming into a class like this when I'm kind of picking and choosing my classes with Brago. Thank
2: you, Katie. Can you just talk a little bit about Brago? What his personality is like?
1: Uh, he um, one he needs to warm up to a little bit. But when he does, he's a really sweet and affectionate horse. He's a little bit like a gentle giant. Sometimes he'll stand in the back of the stall, and I think he's meditating. Uh, he doesn't want to be disturbed. I think we should have like, a do not disturb sign. Um, but he, the people he knows, uh, he's really loving too on the ground. Uh, he's had um, the same groom, Lou, since we um, got him about five years ago, and he loves her so much. and. They're a really uh, great pair, so I think that consistency for him makes a big difference. And when you ride him, I would say he's similar. He you know, really wants to take care of his rider and always do the right thing. What does surprise some people um, is he's very alert. He's got a lot of energy, and he is very attentive to everything around him. So even though he's like, so, um, so good and kind, you always just need to be paying a little bit of attention. Eddie, are you riding full time these days, or do you have other things going on? Um, I'm uh, in graduate school, and I'm uh, in a PhD program uh, in New York, and so I am basically. I try to. I I don't know what the split is; it depends on the week. But um, I'm doing that and um, riding as much as I can. So I think uh, for me, it's a huge tribute to my team. That um, keep my horses going and keep me going, and it also um, the balance can work out because I have a small group of horses that are at this level, and Brago, my top horse, who's 17, obviously isn't going to be at the show every week. Um, So I try, then I can keep myself busy and not just annoy everybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I'm I'm not showing. But uh, I am um, very grateful for my coach, Viet Manley, who I've been working with for almost 10 years now.
2: Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Practical Horseman podcast, featuring the top three finishers of the Longines FEI Jumping World Cup qualifier at the 2023 Washington International Horse Show. And a big thank you to the episode sponsor, Cosequin. You can subscribe to the Practical Horseman podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Also, tune into our mini-sode series, The Fodpod, where you'll hear audio lessons from our favorite practical horseman on-demand clips. When you tune into The Fodpod, listen close for a promo code for 15% off your Practical Horseman on-demand subscription. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Sandy Olinick and you've been listening to The Practical Horseman podcast.